Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live on this Victory Monday. We stream it live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Another dominating victory for these Dallas Cowboys. That's one, two, three. Already in the first three games, the Cowboys walk away 3-1, and one, getting the victory over those Bill Belichick Patriots, 38-3. to three. We're going to talk about it. Initial Monday morning reactions, going to play some Monday morning quarterback and whatnot. Um, in the roundup, we have some injury updates we'll get to. Not a whole lot, but we know a little bit about something. And then uh, we, we set some history. We set some history against this Bill Belichick Patriots team. I guess you can say we're starting to get over the hump. Uh, I'm not over this dang cold or whatever it is. So if I sound nasally or weird, just just deal with it. I'll push through it today, Cowboys Nation, and I should be fine by the end of the week uh, unless it takes a turn for the worse. But I should be good to go. What's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! I hope we're feeling a bit better today than we were last week, as we should. Like I said, the Cowboys t- take home another. Look, you're not going to win all these games 40 to nothing, 38 to 3. Uh, was it 30 to 10? But good Lord, I'm not going to complain about it. You, you definitely won't see me complain about blowing out teams like this. But I think it's interesting how the Cowboys have started out this season. And uh, we'll get into a whole lot as we start to ramp up for the big matchup later on uh, in the week in regards to the 49ers. But today is about reviewing what happened uh, yesterday and, and and then moving forward with that. So you guys can call in, as always, on Mondays, 351-999-3787 is the call in line. <clears throat> Let's go ahead, hit this roundup, and then we'll come out. Because, look, when there's a victory, even though I'm under the weather, and I might not be, you know, at the cookout, we I mean, I'm there, but I might not be on the grill, Y'all don't want me cooking it. I might not be on the grill, but I'm there. We're still going to have a cookout. We're going to talk about the guys who are at the grown folk table. And the walk is a little long this week. The walk is a little long. I got a lot of people we taking on the walk uh, because I think they just deserve to to be taken on said walk and taking a... Uh, it is, you know? Just saying. I'm just saying. So let's go ahead, get into this roundup, and get back out of this, talk about this game a little bit, and talk to you guys and gals on the phone let's do it it is time for it's time for the morning roundup round them up boys let me talk to you let me talk to you cowboys nation we almost got through this thing unscathed, but then 
almost one of those not win but if situations with our guy Rico who's been playing so well I think in his role but Rico Dowdle he left the game yesterday with a hip injury uh they got x-rays they were negative so that means I believe there were no broken bones or showed no broken bones or fractures but he will be getting an MRI today and with Rico Dowdle down that meant more Deuce Vaughn yesterday and it, it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the greatest showing for Deuce Vaughn yesterday in all his attempted carries or, or what have you. Uh, and it damn sure wasn't the greatest when it came to the blitz situation. So that's something they'll have to figure out moving forward. But at the moment, if Rico can't go, I think they will call up Malik Davis. And you could probably see more Vaughn in a rushing capacity, you know, part of the game plan as opposed to just a package of a game plan. But uh, where I'm, I'm wondering, just thinking about this yesterday, talking out loud, do we go and look for a potential running back to bring on the practice squad and then eventually possibly call up, depending on what happens with Rico's uh, hip? I mean, hips are hips. That's not that's not something to play with. Once you lose that quick hipness, it can get it can get dicey for you at the running back position. So uh, there's a few names out there. You know, I'm not going to bring up anything just quite yet until. You know, we, we hear what's going on with him, how long this may be. But I'd imagine you you might not have Rico for next week's game if it's a hip injury. Uh, you know, that's something that might take a, a few weeks or so to get back right. Even though we don't know the specifics, I just hear hip. He was immediately ruled out. He had on street clothes, like right away. So it just, it just didn't look good. So well, let's keep an eye on what's going on with Rico moving forward and the running back position in general uh, because it took a hit. Hate that. Also, uh, Zach Martin left the game late with an ankle injury. Um, very reminiscent of what happened with the Jets, right? Blowout victory, pull him. You don't think twice about it. Jerry Jones said Zach Martin's fine. He talked to him. He said he's in good shape. However, the very same thing was said last week, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago after the, the blowout victory to the, against the Jets. Hey, Zach Martin's fine. Just tweaked his ankle. No need to bring him back out there. Then he missed the game the following week. So I am 100% keeping my eye out on what goes on with Zach Martin, especially what happened with the mess heading into Arizona where we had no idea what was going on to the day of the game, or we didn't, but they did the day before the game. And it just wasn't great. You, you want Zach out there. I know Zach wants to be out there next week. I highly doubt, highly doubt, unless Zach's ankle is falling off, that he will not be playing in that game on Sunday so uh if they gotta rest the big fella you rest the big fella and you make sure he's good to go you gotta shoot that ankle up with some HGH and steroids and all that other ish you do it you do it because he needs to be out there next week okay and then kind of a little bit of a bonus injury update Michael Parsons he left the game briefly uh with an ankle situation himself well thought it was ankle right then we heard possibly knee and I got a little queasy in my stomach, not going to lie. That's, you know, there's a couple guys on this roster you just, you cannot lose if you're looking to go get six. Uh, I feel like that's one of the guys right there. And he left the game briefly, right, on the sideline, looked pissed off. And then he got back out there and he picked up where he left off and was just a terror uh, against that Patriots offensive line. So Michael Parsons seems to be good. Maybe adrenaline pushed him. Maybe he'll be a little sore today. I'm sure he will be. Uh, but I didn't really see any noticeable limps uh, when they were showing the videos of him walking off into the locker room. So Micah should be good to go. 
We just got to monitor him. Maybe he gets a limited tag the next couple days. But uh, these guys already seem to be focused on what the task is at hand moving forward. So, again, unless his leg falling off, Michael Parsons is going to be out there. I can tell you that right now. So, Bill Belichick was a thorn in the Cowboys' side forever. And the last two games, the Cowboys have done things to Bill Belichick teams that has not been done. So first off, it was the largest halftime deficit of Bill's career, and then it ended up being the largest blowout of his career, the you know the final margin of victory. That's, again, back-to-back wins where they've set some kind of record. In 2021, Dak threw for the most passing yards against a Bill Belichick defense, and again, yesterday was the largest margin of victory. So I think it's safe to say Cowboys might be over that Bill Belichick comp. <clears throat> I know. Players in, players out. I get it. You know, that's that's the case. That's the case for lots of teams. But end of the day, this guy still can draw him up with the best from a defensive side of the ball. And your offense just seemed to be in total control throughout the game. So, you know, they never really seemed to be hampered by things. It wasn't a perfect game, obviously not, right? But it was damn near in regards to getting points and, and moving the rock on this team. So, uh, Bill Belichick. Appreciate you over the last 20 some years or whatever it's been in this league as a head coach. Probably, I doubt we'll see Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick again. I mean, I get 17 games. I know they could throw in this extra game, but every four years you play the AFC East, I have my doubts that he'll be the head coach of the New England Patriots in four years. Yeah, I have my doubts. So that's the morning roundup, Cowboys Nation. And, uh, excuse me. I want to jump straight into one of the players who helped with that beatdown and forcing Bill, almost said forcing Ben to retirement, forcing Bill Belichick to, to have one of his biggest, no, the biggest deficit of his career. And I'm talking about our Cowboy of the Week presented by Cowboys Custom, Duran, anything but bland. There were some people, I I don't, I don't understand it, but there were some people last week who seemed to be concerned about this kid. And I, I just don't know how you can be concerned anymore about this guy. Uh, he just continues to take whatever adversity is thrown at him, what, whatever different type of thing he needs to do, and he runs with it. He runs with it. And yesterday in that game, two interceptions, a pick six, three pass breakups, Four tackles. The shoes that Deron Bland had to fill, has to fill, fill, sorry. And Trayvon Diggs are huge, okay? But he does this one thing that Trayvon Diggs does at an elite level, and that is take that ball away. He might not be, he might not have the name, he might not have the fanfare in regards to the national media, but I can guarantee you teams on the other side of the ball are going to have to start paying attention to this kid. He leads the league in interceptions since he's come into the league last year. That's that's two guys on the team that you can say that about, which is wild to me. But he has eight interceptions over the last year and some change. And he really didn't get started to about the middle of last year if we're keeping it to be. He already has three this year. He already has two pick sixes. He's one of your most physical cornerbacks, especially against the run. You weren't losing nothing there. 
I think he's one of your smarter guys. He, What I love about Deron Bland's game, and I say this to you guys all the time, and I, and I actually brought this up with him. If a play is made on him, one of the things you have to do as a cornerback is you have to forget and move on. How do you bounce back? Deron Bland bounces back all the damn time, it seems like. He's constantly making plays. You're going to have plays made on you, but can you make them? Deron Bland makes plays. He's one of the best playmakers at the position. And, and that's not that's not hyperbole. You can't say that's hyperbole. You look at his eight interceptions. Only really one of those, you could really argue, was kind of a gimme, the pop-up uh, against the Giants. But for the most part, Deron Bland is taking the ball away. What I'm excited to see from Deron Bland is his growth on the outside this year because that could that could mean something moving forward but i'm excited to see that growth on the outside he really didn't have a chance obviously to grow out there last year given that he was thrusted into that slot role you know you had the j lou injury so we're throwing deron bland in there j lou comes back then gets hurt throw deron bland back in there didn't really get a chance to to hone in on the outside and they say hey because we're having so much trouble on the boundary, Duran, going to need you to play out there for the for the postseason. And he held his own, right? He held his own, but he didn't get a chance to really hone in his skills out there. If there was any silver lining with this Diggs injury, right, it was that it happened early. So it gives Duran Bland plenty of time to adjust and hone in his skills out there on the boundary for the latter part of the season and going up against some of these top guys because I truly do believe as you're going to see Deron Bland on the big-time receivers moving forward. I just do. He has the athleticism, speed, the youth. He he really has the – he checks all the boxes to be able to cover these, guys, cover these guys. Now, will he do it at a high level like Diggs did? I'm not going to guarantee you that, but I know he will battle, and I know he's physically and mentally able to battle, and if you keep trying him, which – I don't know what Mac Jones was thinking, but if you keep trying him, eventually he is going to make you pay if you're not, if you're not on point. So now he's got two games under his belt. You already see him getting him comfortable out there. Next week's a huge test. You know, he played against this team last year and held, like I said, held his own last year in that playoff game. But I'm telling you right now, to me, he's becoming a guy you can't ignore on offense or he will make you pay. It's my Cowboy of the Week, Deron Bland, presented by Cowboys Customs. They can give you, your vehicle, the lift it needs. Not only do custom suspensions, but they also customize your wheels and tires. They are a family-owned and operated business, and they are the place to go for all your vehicle accessory needs. They got four locations, Cowboys Nation. I need you guys to stop by. Cowboys Custom and Cowboys Auto, which are located in Arlington, North Richland Hills, and Cowboys Wheels and Tires, which are located in Irving. And you get a free leveling kit with any purchase of wheels or tires, or you can give them a call, 817-633-4611. Mention me, Skywalker, and you will get an additional 10% off of your entire order. That's Cowboys Customs and the DFW and Deron Bland is my cowboy of the week. I think that one was easy. I think that one was a fairly easy one to get to because he dominated in that game, and he could add three. 
There was a play where I don't know who I don't know who it was Schuster. I, I don't know. It was a drag route, and Bland was just all over that. Got his hands on the ball. What an interception! But it is what it is. And then before same drive by the way uh, for the pick six. Before the pick six, <laughs> Mac Jones scrambles around, running for his life, throws backside on second and sixteen. All right, he completed. He got lucky. He completed it, and Deron Bland knew it. About three or four plays later, Mac Jones tries it again. I mean, this is just quarterback 101. You do not throw across your body. You just don't do it. And you don't do it against this defense. And he tried against Deron Bland, pick six. It just looked so pretty. And uh, that was pretty much end of the game. That was it right there. So you're talking about three out of four victories where these games are just over in the second, third quarter. Just, just weird in a good way. Y'all know I talk about weird things being bad, but that is just it's the weird start to the season in a dominating way, and that's how they get this victory. So here's what we'll do. We got a couple callers already coming through. We'll get some of those in, and then we will we'll hit the we'll hit the cookout after that and uh wrap this thing up talking to you guys about this game. Again, apologies. Trying to fight through this, whatever the heck is going on. Uh the cold, I don't know. But if I sound crazy, sound weird, that's what it is. All right, let's hit the phone lines for a little bit, man. We got James on the horn. What's good, James? Hey, what's going on, Sky? What's up with you? Hey, well, whatever's going on with you, I hope you feel better, my man. Because, you know, the show don't go without you. <laughs> I'm I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. I just don't like sounding nasally and, and blowing my nose all crazy during the show. With hey, but, man. I, want, I want it to be hey, a good show. Hey, but you're still here, though, man. So we got to give you props. You're still here, though. You know what I'm saying? You can be sitting, you're not feeling well, but, hey, you're still here for us, and we appreciate it. But I will say, though, definitely from uh, playing high school ball, that's definitely, I was listening to a lot of the talking heads, that is just a, a cardinal sin. You just don't throw across your body unless you're like Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that. And I think the first time uh, when Deron Bland almost picked it off and didn't get it, I almost bet inside his head, he was like, yeah, throw, throw it like that again. And I'd be damned, what about I mean, four or five plays later, boy, it was like house call. And that, that, right. that, was, just, that was just too sweet. But I just have two questions for you really quick. One is, is it just me or is our offensive line just not opening the holes that we need them to open? Because even Deuce Vaughn was having a hard time getting through them holes. That's question number one. And then question number two, are you going to give us your take on what do you, how we can, the recipe on how we can beat the uh, Niners? Because I'm not liking this, no. getting the red zone. I mean, yeah, we might get a touchdown now and again, but we're kicking too many field goals. I will, I'll, I'll number two, I will not give you the recipe on Monday. <laughs> we got a whole week. Okay. We got a whole week. We, today still, we talk too early. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. we talk about the Patriots today. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Niners for the most part Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. Uh, so well, what about the O line? Is it just me, or do you see the same thing that we're not opening holes? Uh, Deuce Vaughn, particular. We're not gaping I, anyway. I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, there's some runs where they are, but I thought the offensive line was fine yeah. yesterday. Again, I, I've, I've watched only half of the film um, running the mm-hmm. back, uh, both broadcast in the All-22. But, right. I mean, the offensive, the offensive line I thought was fine yesterday. I, I'm really not going to compl- I can't complain. Right now, right. again, just running it back. There was times no, where I'm there not, was I'm confusion. not complaining. I'm just asking another, you know. Say again? No, I was. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm happy as hell that we won the game. I'm just. 
as it uh, used to be, I used to be an offensive lineman in high school. I just, I'm a little concerned because when you start playing, you know, like, like the Niners and the Eagles and, and people like that, we, we got to do, I'm thinking, you know, for me, we got to do a little better up front than what we did yesterday. I mean, it's a win. We won, but just a little concerned, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I just, again, I have to, I have to go back and watch it, but the full, full way through, but I don't think you really had too yeah. many issues when you were man on man from the things that I've noticed early on you just had the, the uh patriots add a pl- plenty of men in the box and then they were slanting on a couple right. things uh then they got some good plays but the cowboys made some good plays too um mm-hmm. just just have to go back and watch it, it's so hard to really give you an opinion on especially you know, right on monday yeah, <laughs> at and, nine o'clock without watching and then what about the film but, and then last but not least what about the um what about the red zone how concerned are that's you a, about that? That's a that's a concern, one hundred percent. And I didn't like the way the play calls were yesterday. I mean, you got Me too cute. you got way too cute down there. Third and one, mm-hmm. you, you do a play action and you roll out, or, or not even a rollout. You kind of let my man free. I didn't like that. I didn't like right. that. Yeah, it's because inside the twenties, twenty to the twenty, uh, well, we top. we can move the ball just as good as anybody. Top. But it's just like when we get down into the red zone, like like next week, we can't be just scoring three. I mean, three points is it, it's points, but against teams like that, man, you got to cash in. Yep. Yep. Hey, but anyway, man, man, like I said, even though you, you're probably about halfway with us cause you're not feeling well. Hey, my hat's off to you. Props to you, my friend. And I hopefully you get better and next week when we beat the 49ers at the, you know, at the, at the good old barbecue that you got the chef hat back on and you're grilling again. All right, my guy. Appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you, Sky. Have a good day. D Sean. What's up, man? But uh, I hope you're feeling better, Scott. Well, I'll say this. I'm glad they kind of won my birthday, so thank you for that. Um, and then I guess one of the other things I I feel like is, do you feel like Lukey can be, like, a good solution to the red zone situation? Because I've seen him hit that hole, and it was good blocking. And it, yeah, I know finally. it's the end of the game, but <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I just, I'm be honest with you, Scott, I don't like, us running a lot of play actions, especially when you're like third and one and stuff. I I really don't like. Yeah, that I didn't like that. Yeah. He, when he pulled it, the guy never followed for it. And he was like, "All right, Dak Prescott's right there." And people, and I've been hearing everybody saying, "Dak, run, run, run." It's like in that situation, he's kind of he's not that fast young guy he used to be, where he can just take off and and avoid the defenders. So I I don't know. You talking this, about the read option? Twenty yards. Huh? You're talking about the read option? Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if yeah. they're just holding that in. I, I, I just because you gotta you gotta threaten it at some point. Even if you get tackled, bro, you you just have to threaten it. Now the one the dude did read and he, he kind of sat on the edge on Dak you know on Dak Prescott. So, you know, I don't think I don't know if Dak would have been able to outrun him, but at some point you gotta pull it there, yeah, sure. But for your question about Lipke, I think from a goal-to-goal situation, right, when you get down there inside the five, yeah, 100%. Um, but we finally got some, you know, hole-clearing blocking down there and created a lane. Shouts out to Brandon Cooks. He had a nice seal. Tony, uh, not Tony, Terrence Steele also got a little action with the duo and created a lane. Also was a nice little lane early in the game if they don't run into each other. I don't know what that was about, but. It just seems like there's a weird execution issue down there that they have to get together because they're they're getting down there at, at ease, with ease, probably better than any team in the league, but they have to finish down there. 
Um, and again, if there's something to take out of this game moving forward in a blowout like this, it is 100% going to be that. Uh, getting that touchdown at the end, I think, was was good for morale. Getting the touchdown, I'm going to call it a Rizzo touchdown, to uh, C.D. Lamb <laughs> at the 20 earlier was also good for morale. But in between that, uh, we got to clean that up. And then finally, Kurt kind of concerned me just a little bit because I, I know they weren't making big plays, but their tight end was low-key kind of killing us a little bit. Um, we know that the tight ends were going to be the uh, killing is crazy. This <laughs> they had three points in like he, five first downs they, <laughs> the whole entire game. But I, I wouldn't go that far and say it's killing. I mean, that's that's all. They, that's their only options. But uh, you know, I had a good catch. He had like a he had a fantastic catch on one. Those are good tight ends, one hundred percent. And usually, yeah, I'm, I'm curses. I'm gonna say that because we got to play Kittle next week. So that's what my little concern. Sure, I mean, usually curse is fine against tight ends, um, and Kittle hasn't really killed the cow. Look, Kittle had that that weird juggling catch. I personally think he was ineligible, but that's whatever here or there. But he had that juggling catch against the Cowboys in that game. But he, strangely enough, it's not like he been he's been a Cowboy killer. I know that sounds wild, but uh, it's Kittle though, right? Like he, you definitely got to make sure you watch Kittle. But again, we'll break all that down later. All right, so I hope you feel better now. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. One more. Let's get until we get to cookout. What's up, Rick? Yeah, what's going on, Sky? What's going on, Cowboy Nation? Uh, victory Monday all day. Uh, yeah, man. Um, my my whole my whole thing about this situation is that I didn't like that that play in the, the uh the third and one. Okay. The third and one. So. I did not like that down there in the go in the uh. Down there at the goal line, uh, well, in the red zone situation, because it's like Dak got to understand, too, when you ain't got it, you just ain't got it. Throw the damn ball out, out of the back of the end zone or something. You know what I mean? Quit holding on to the ball that long. What do you want want him to do in that situation? Now, now the one against the Jets, I get. Get rid of the ball. Bro, it was a a play-action pass. He turns around and guys in his face. That's how you get sack fumbles. You just got to eat the sack, man. You gotta eat the sack. Like, yeah, but sometimes Dak hold on to the ball too damn long. Too, right. I he told you to against the, the Jets. Against the, the Jets that happened against in that particular play, though, he can't just throw the ball willy-nilly because the guy's dead smack in his face because he came unblocked on a play action. I think the play design was terrible right there. Third and one, yeah, if you're gonna go for two plays, why would you do a play action where you allow a guy free on the backside? Like you just don't do that. So, you know, that particular yeah, play, I don't agree with you. He can't he can't do anything there. The Jets, though, the one where he rolled out, he has to throw that away. You can't take that sack. Okay. Cool. Um, We had a Hunter, Hunter Mookie uh, signing yesterday, and I was happy about that. Um, I, I think he needs the ball. I think he needs to get the ball a little bit more down in the red zone because we, we need to lean on teams when we're down in the red zone. Uh, my my opinion is this, you know, we got to use baby uh, Mike Allstott, man, because he's a physical runner and oh my god, uh, he has relax. a vision to get through the hole. That's my thing. I'm tired of trying to. My thing is, I, I don't like the fact that we we trying to pound uh uh pause pound Tony Pollard like he's Ezekiel Elliott. You know what I mean? Down in the red zone, and he and he's taking though. punishment. I understand that, guy, but what I'm saying is, let the bigger backs when we get down there toward the how red you, zone. How you understand let's that? Let's see if they if can lean saying, on them. 
You know, I, I'm getting confused because we're talking about yesterday's game, and you, they didn't even use Tony Pollard down there like that. You know what I'm saying? They did. They just really they they should have probably used him in space more. But I get what you're saying. Uh, Lipke, yes, I like to see him get more more goal line carries. Goal line, not necessarily red zone, because red zone's technically like 19 in it. But goal line carries, and just don't get cute. How like why you the the play that Tony yeah. Pollard ran into Dak? That was a pass play. They had to audible into a run. What are you What are you doing? Just line up, run the rock. Like we getting too cute down there, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So it looked a little Kelly Morris uh, at times. Um, Not but, down there, Kelly Morris. Well, I think it was, <laughs> it was good last year. Anyway, go ahead. My my thing is like this guy. Why not? Like we don't know. With I'm not gonna count Hunter Luki out and just say use him at the goal line like that. I'm gonna say let's let's give the man a couple plays to see what he can do. What what can it hurt? It really can't hurt anything if you ask me personally. Uh, that's that's my, that's my one thing. But my other thing is this: LBE get a little bit of props because of the, the the pickup and score. I give him props for that, but I still feel the same way about LBE. That's just me. Uh, but other than that, great win. Uh, was we, it? we, uh, we, we, uh, yeah, it was a great win because what we did to Bill Belichick. So, <laughs> you know, L, I know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I was happy about that. You know what I mean? Cause Bill uh, used to what? beat the mess out of us. Bill don't, uh, he don't whoop our behinds a lot. The Cowboys when we don't play against the Patriots. So I was happy just to get that win. Uh, uh and, what happened? I said, oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. I am. I'm happy for the victory, man. You know what I mean? All right, man. But, Appreciate uh, you, Rick. All right. All right Peace. Uh, I mean, man, I guess we can get to the cookout now. <laughs> Probably should have started off with a cookout. What was I thinking? <laughs> the hell was I thinking? But here we go. Let's talk about the standouts from the Cowboys' victory. Uh, where they won three to nothing. <laughs> that was our pick. Obviously, the head of the table <laughs> is not. Is none other than Deron Bland. But do you want Deron Bland? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, Deron Bland. We'll move forward. Let's go to Michael Parsons. Sky, Michael Parsons didn't have a sack. No, he didn't. You're right. He didn't have a sack. But Michael Parsons did have nine pressures on the day. Let me see if I got this statistic here. Let me see. I y'all probably can't even see this much, but we, we still going to show you any goddamn going away. Uh, Michael Parsons generated nine pressures in the Cowboys 38-3 victory over the Patriots. His eighth consecutive game with nine pressures. I'm sorry, five plus pressures. The second longest streak in NGS era. That's crazy. I didn't know that. He leads the NFL in every pass rush uh, metric. This season, he's first in pressure, pressure rate, rush rate, average pressure, probability, and average peak pressure probability. Dude is just unreal. Just just unreal. So, while yes, he didn't get a sack yesterday, he didn't get a sack yesterday, but he did help cause the sacks again. 
He's not chasing sacks, remember? He's trying to be an impact player. And Michael Parsons was an impact player. And the reason why, another reason why I put him up here was because of the ankle situation, knee situation, and he still went out there and was a menace. Michael Gallup. Is this a second? Is this a second day on it? Oh no, we didn't have a we didn't have a we didn't win last week. If they had won, Michael Gallup would have been on there. I'm including Gallup on this one. Five receptions, six targets, 60 yards. Doesn't seem like it's a crazy big day, but I think that was a very productive day for him. He got the Cowboys started on the 29-yard uh, rush early in the game. Or not rush, catch and run early in the game. And he's starting to get that, dare I say, 2019, early 20 or 2021 feel back for Michael Gallup. I'm glad he's kind of getting back in the swing of things. He's becoming another a trusted player on the opposite side of C.D. Lamb. And again, one of the things that I, I like about him is he's, he's not going to complain. And I love C.D., but again, when you put on the film, you just see C.D. always just throwing his damn hands in the air. Bro, relax. Like, calm down, my guy. You got a touchdown. You got about 60 yards total and a blowout victory. We didn't need to lean on you in this game. You knew Bill was going to try to do things to take you away. Others had to step up. Michael Gallup stepped up. Ferguson. Career day. Welcome to the table. Jake. Seven receptions. Seven targets. 77 yards. Five first downs. And he just continues to show his ability after the catch. He is one of the toughest guys to bring down at the position. We saw it last year on film, and we are seeing it this year on film. He is growing into the position. And I text Vach yesterday. We were talking about Jake. And I said, hey, I think we got to kind of get rid of the whole experiment of we have to give everybody an opportunity at the position. You know, and I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, crap on Schoolmaker for the drop, but Schoolmaker and Peyton Hendershot dropped two touchdowns in the red zone that I fully believe Jake Ferguson makes because he's your best contested catch guy at the position, and it's not even close. But we, we're giving those guys the opportunities. This may be a bit hyperbole, but I'm okay saying this. I would move forward with Jake Ferguson and treat the second position, the second tight end position like we did when Witten was here. You calling him Witten? No. I'm saying you weren't taking Witt out the game. Then you just weren't. And there was times where Schoolmaker is the only tight end out there. Yeah, let's stop that. Let's stop that. It's Jake Ferguson and there's everybody else. Allow them, everybody else to be uh, tight end two in, in 12 personnel packages in, in 13 personnel packages, whatever. But 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 Jake should be getting 90, 95% of these snaps moving forward because when he gets going, he gets going. And he's got 12 receptions over the last two games, over 125 yards or so. Let's focus in on Jake Ferguson being a guy and we'll build from there because he's starting to put it together here. You see him making big, big catches. He is just, after the catch, man, he's hard to get down. It's hard to get down. So, Jake Ferguson, welcome to your debut of the Grown Folk Table. Dak Prescott. <laughs> so, this is this is what's hilarious. Shouts out to, shouts out to the nation. Shouts out, actually, shouts out to the bomb squad. It's not even the nation. It's the bomb squad. I completely forgot about old boy, right? 
and I'm talking about the caller, I think it's Ty last week, who who said Dak Prescott can't throw the ball left. And because, look, I, whatever, you know, there's a plenty of those type of guys out there that don't like the quarterback. It's just another day. But everybody on Twitter tagging me and retweeting me, hey, Sky, look at this, look at the chart, look at the chart. Because I wasn't thinking about it. You know, Dak went out there, diced up the, the, the Patriots defense. You know, great game for Dak Prescott being efficient, right? Then somebody showed me this. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Ty, nah, bro. Nah, bro, you got you to gotta come out of hiding if you are. My man said, and watch, and make sure you watch Dak Prescott. He won't throw to the left side. Dak proceeds to not miss. He didn't miss to the left side, bro. Well, all those passes were under. No, they weren't. Four completions over 10 yards, two, three of them over 15. Mr. Ty, the floor is yours. I, I, I would much rather you just say, look, bro, I don't like the guy. I don't like the guy. I'd rather we lose with the guy than win with the guy, you know? And we could just be move. We could just move forward. We could just move forward. But you don't got to lie, Craig. He can't. He can't throw left. My guy didn't miss left. 28 for 34, 265, uh, I think it really was at the end of the day. Threw a tutty. Should have had two of them things. But, oh, boy, drop one. 10.7% uh, over expected from a completion uh, standpoint. That is like the sixth or seventh time he's done in his career. I don't think anybody has had that more more than Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott also at the grown folk table for dicing up the Belichick defense, playing within you know the system, and creating too, right? We wanted to see him move. Uh the, the very first play, they get the Cowboys moving in the first drive. He scrambles outside, hits, I believe it was Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup gets some yak, 29 yards. So just a very complete, in-control game. And Cowboys are, are just becoming a tough team to play at home. You know, I know this is going to sound crazy because the Cowboys lost the Niners at home, but I, and obviously you want to play at home, right? Obviously, But, man, it, things seem to be a little different now at home. Cowboys now won 10 straight victories, 10 straight at the crib, and I believe are 8-1 and one or 9-1 and one following a loss. So, yeah. I think you might want to continue to keep competing for this first place in the conference, which is why next week is huge, man. Next week is huge. You cannot afford to go to 3-2, and two, I don't think, if you're trying to maintain. And it's early. You know, week four, week five is still early. But you're trying to get that home field advantage. All right, let's talk about the walk. Let's talk about a walk here. Because there's a lot of players that I have included on this walk list. If you don't know what the walk is, they'll tell you here in the chat. If you still don't know by then, you just don't know. And usually the grown folk table is set for people who had either a, a dominating performance or a high-level performance uh, that, that stood out both statistically and what you saw on film. The walk is for those who made some plays too. Right? Neville Gallimore. I kept looking up. When I say kept, I mean, he had two tackles and a tackle for loss. But that's more than I've seen from Big Nev in a long time. So I'm inviting Big Nev to this walk here. He had two tackles and a tackle for loss and caused some disruption 
a little bit. You you kind of saw Nev play with some urgency in this game, and I like what I saw. I can't wait to go watch the film to run it back. But Neville Gallimore, got to bring him on this one. LV Reek. Reek was just on the phone. LVE, scoop and score. And he had a really, this is my notes, by the way. He had a really good downhill tackle. What were we talking about all last week about LVE? Bro, when you see it, just run and go. I'd rather you just run your ass and hit the goalpost from missing a guy then run and play patty cake when you get there. There was a play where he was clean, he saw it, he ran and he went, and he had a stop. It wasn't a tackle for loss, but it was a stop. And he don't get a whole lot of those at the line of scrimmage. So the scooping score, running downhill, getting a tackle, I'll bring LV on the walk. Yeah, I'll bring LV on the walk. Same thing, Demont Clark. He had a tackle for loss in that game. He was second with six tackles on the day, uh, and he, he made similar plays. He saw it and he went. But I've seen that from him before. Uh, I just would like to see him continue to do it. So I got the two backers going on a walk with us. Brian Anger. Brian Anger. This guy had two punts. I know. He had two punts, but the one punt was 57 yards. And I think it helped set up the scooping score. Right? You pin them back inside the 10. And then next thing you know, they get nothing. Because it got, you know, Hankins and Mozzie and, and, and Dono are shutting the rundown. Next play, you got Dante Fowler also on the walk, running the hump, force fumble, scoop and score. Just a we got a whole gang of people on the walk in this uh this cookout here. Jalen Tober. Yep. Got Jalen Tober coming on the walk too. He's just growing. He's just in his own right now. He 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 is looking like a guy that Look, if he doesn't get the opportunity, it's because other people are stepping up to the plate. Because Jalen Tobert, with that special teams tackle, I think set the tone uh, after that three and out, right? He goes down and makes an excellent special teams tackle. Then he caught four of his targets, all four of them. Four receptions, 53 yards. He's moving the chains. You see some of the yak ability. There's a springiness to his game. Uh, the, the, the kid has grown right before our eyes. And before you know it, he'll be seeing pay dirt. I'm pretty sure he'll be seeing pay dirt soon. And then finally, I could have put him at the table. I mean, for real, for real, I probably put him at the grill. Only a couple plays so far that I've seen where it was like, I'd, I'd consider it negative. But Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith. <clears throat> we had this conversation uh, with Jesse in the pregame show, right? We're talking about what we're going to do here because code 77 seems like it's going to be a thing tyron smith is likely sorry for the guy i don't know if you still want to pay me a hundred dollars but but it looked like you about to lose a hundred dollars man so tyron smith is likely going to be missing roughly four to six games at minimum that just seems to be the case here and the the talk will be what to do with tyler outside personally selfishly I want to see Tyler Smith stay at left guard because he. I think he could just be stupid dominant there. Now, that's not to say he can't be crazy on left tackle either. That is not to say that. But with him, Tyler Smith, I'm sorry, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin on that interior, that just does something for me. That does something, I think, also in the ground game. I think you get a better push, and that pocket is better. I think you saw it in this game. You saw Dak be able to step up a bit. Truman held his own, too, you know, in this game. Uh there's times where things get a bit confusing for those guys, and I think it's the lack of not playing with each other. Uh, one of those situations, well, two of those situations where something I think Chuma just needs to continue to play on the outside, 
he tends to to not take the inside guy. I don't know why he does that. This happened last week, happened the week before. He he tends to take the outside guy first on a blitz or, or a stunt uh, where they're, they're trying to confuse you, and that gets pressure right on Dak right away. Uh, and then you got sometimes pre-snap where they're trying to figure things out. But when it's not a freak of nature out there just running at him or they're stunting him, I thought he, he played or he handled himself very well out there. Next week, another big test. But I thought the offensive line, that's why I want to call her called in earlier. Just from my initial viewing, I was more concerned about some of the, the, the pass pickups, right? The blitz pickups from the offensive line. And I say concerned, but it wasn't like it was it was crazy. Bill just drew up some stuff. You know what I mean? Bill drew up some stuff. The one play that I will say, hey, we got to be better than that there. We had a max protect going on a bit. It was seven against four. I don't even think they did anything special. Uh, but Tyler, 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 the whole line, let's just be real. The whole line seemed to be confused. I think Tyler Biotis might have snapped it too early. Guys kind of getting out of his stance, just, just looking around. Next thing you know, Dak Prescott's getting crushed. So uh, that's really the biggest blemish on the offensive line. But overall, I thought the O-line played well, and Tyler Smith was fantastic. Like, when y'all go back and rewatch Tyler Smith, you know, he's wearing 73 proud. I'm going to just say that. He's wearing 73 proud, and there's this kind of uh, Tyron Smith, early Tyron Smith clamp ability to him. That's just that's just different, man. He's, he's just strong, and he's strong is what he is. So when you go back and watch Tyler Smith, man, you'll have fun checking. That's the second game in a row now. You know, he's just he looks dominant at the position. So it's what you do. You hope that Chuma can hold it down against some of these, you know, better pass rushers out there moving forward because they're they're going to keep Chuma out there at left tackle. Uh I think for the rest of the season if if Tyron is not there. But going into week five, I have my doubts that Tyron Smith will be available. So we won't see another game of, will it be 22 consecutive games or something like that, of not seeing your starting offensive line, which is just crazy to me. Crazy to me. So that is the, you know, that's the cookout right there. A lot, there's a lot to like about the game in regards to individual guys. And then there's obviously the things we need to, to clean up down there in the red zone. That is pretty much the biggest blemish. Everybody has a blemish. After the quarter mark, right? Like a lot of teams, what do we have to get better at? Obviously, it's down there for Dallas. Uh, where I am, though, proud of the team at the quarter mark is two different things. Some teams, hey, got to stop turning the ball over. Hey, we got to be better in the red zone. Hey, we got to block better. We got to do this. This team has done a complete 180 on protecting the ball, right? If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong here, but and I get it, luck of the draw, bounce, because of these some fumbles the Cowboys have recovered. But one turnover. Four games. One total turnover. I ain't talking about interceptions. Total. I don't recall any other turnover. So that is impressive. And they are a top three team in third down. So they're they're continuing to move the chains. They are quite literally playing complimentary football, right? Stay on the field. You have some extended drives. Your special teams has been excellent. I could have put, hey, I could have put Brian Angle on there for the two point conversion. I didn't even think about that. The two point conversion play to uh, Chauncey Ghosting. Your special teams is playing excellent. Brandon Aubrey hasn't missed yet. He has a big boot. He's not allowing anybody to return. Um, anger is anger when it comes to punting. I don't even. I mean, I can go look at the stats, but how many times has Brian Angle really had to punt? Not a lot. Not a lot. 
So your team is top tops in third down, tops in getting to the red zone, uh, tops in turnover, turnover differential. But we got to clean that up down there. And I do. I just. I just have. And I think it was a call who said it yesterday. I just have this belief, or Jesse, that it will. That it that it will get cleaned up by season's end. We're in week four or going into week five. That is the one thing the Cowboys are going to be focused on to get better. And if they do that, I mean, that's the only blemish on the record right now, in my opinion, is is cleaning that up offensively. It's cleaning that up in the red zone because between the twenties, as quiet as as is kept, I, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen this offense move so damn smoothly. Over the first four weeks. I mean, it just goes. You know, you don't even think about it. In fact, I'm already thinking about, all right, can we close this thing up in, in the red zone once we get to about the 50? I'm just under the assumption where the Cowboys are going to get down there because they just have been. So at the quarter mark, and maybe we'll talk about quarter mark stuff a little bit later. It is the season. It's kind of tough to kind of go away from the game plan. But there are a lot of good things to like about the, at the quarter mark. And then there are some things we need to clean up. And I think the number one thing is obviously the red zone. So I'll get off my high or not my hours, but my soliloquy now, and we'll talk to you guys on the phone. We got lots of callers. So I'm gonna go ahead and lock this up and let y'all take this away. I right, hey man, look, if, if brother L is calling in, something's going on. What's up, brother L? Man, sleepy sky Biden. What's good? Sleepy? Nah, I wish, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel you. Hey, man, um, I'm just glad we got the dub the way we did. I didn't, especially, uh, I didn't expect it to be as crazy as it was. And shameless plug, it was my birthday. It's my birthday today. So oh, the fact hey, that they were drop to some, drop the fire emojis in the chat for one of the goats hey, in this in this admin hey. game here, brother L. Appreciate you, bro. Happy birthday, man. Appreciate you. Salute. Uh, I just wanted to know. Um, one thing that was easy to see was disciplined football play. What do you contribute the significant decrease in penalties to from this week? Coach, right? Like like McCarthy yeah. tightening that thing up. I, when I look at penalties, I always just think, like, like that's a coaching thing. And I think they kind of got better with that last year. If I'm not mistaken, we didn't really have a whole lot of games where we were complaining about the penalties. And then to start the season, we weren't, right? It wasn't until that Cardinals game where there was – it was crazy penalties. By the way, I think the team that the the referee squad that had the game yes last night against the Jets and the Chiefs was the same squad the Cowboys had. So maybe there's something to that. But I, I definitely think that is just coaching, absolutely all the way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely saw the same uh, tweets or X's, whatever you want to call them, out there talking about the officiating crew. But either way. Regardless of the folks who were there or who weren't there ref-wise, I'm glad we still played our game the way we're supposed to play it. Uh, pass protection-wise, uh, obviously when we picked up Deuce uh, in the draft, we knew that was going to be somewhat of an issue, but yeah. now it's beyond just the optics. It's a little bit more of an issue. Like, how do we handle that? Is it just like a depth issue because, you know, uh, Rico went down for, or, you know, for whatever length of time. We're still waiting on that. But uh, how do we shore that area up? If I had to guess, and I would love for somebody to ask uh, Coach McCarthy this, again, game scripts have been so strange, three of the first four games, where you, you probably wouldn't do some things you've you've done. If I had to guess, Tony Pollard would have been in way more. But because of his workload over the first three weeks of the season, they once the game got out of hand, they were just like, there's just no point. 
right? Let's go ahead and give these other guys an opportunity. Rico would have been in there, but Rico got hurt. So I think what you'll see is the easy the easy replacement is we'll just keep Tony in. But then if if Tony is, you know, past his touch total or number snap total or they want to give him a, a breather, I think you'll see Hunter get in there. Uh, Malik Davis is likely going to get the call up. Still not the biggest fan of him in pass protection, but I obviously prefer him over, you know, not Rico, but uh, Deuce Vaughn. However, I'm still I'm scouring the, the waiver wire or I'm scouring the free agency to bring somebody else on the practice squad too because you're down one guy. If you go down another guy, you're not, now we're playing musical chairs. So kind of get somebody in here, learn the system just in case something happens too. So easy fix, Tony Pollard, and, and then I think Hunter Lipke uh, and then Malik Davis before I go to Deuce Vaughn doing any pass protection things. Uh, one last question, just because I'm, I'll get off the phone. But uh, I asked Jazz on her show, "Bitches Love Sports." Say the whole name. Uh, who is Dak's receiver security blanket? Like, who is his go-to when things are rough? Because obviously, we know he's he has he has that ability to spread the ball around. But you're not going to really see him on like uh, promos with like, "Hey, this is the QB wide receiver duo," because he just spreads the ball around, or the scheme allows for him to throw to all these different people. But I'm wondering, is there somebody specifically that he could or should be throwing to outside of just the CD? Because uh, a number say, one receiver does not equate. Go ahead, though. So it's so it's not. So you're saying I can't use CD in this equation? Uh, well, I'm saying I don't know if it is CD just because like the automatic is yeah he's wide receiver one. But uh, to me, that doesn't always mean security blanket. Well, uh, so so ask the question one more time. Sure. Who is Dak's wide receiver security blanket? That means CD tight ends, uh, running backs, whatever. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. So, 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 who is the security blanket or the wide receivers? Because a tight end is is the security blanket, right? Like that's always your security blanket. Okay. If if things aren't available outside, I'm gonna dump it off to my tight end or get it to him. But it sounds like you started off the question with, "Hey, when things get dicey, things get tight, who do I want to go to?" I, I definitely think yeah. it's it's CD Lamb, right? But if it's not C.D. Lamb, I can't use him, then I think it's Michael Gallup at this point over the last two games. Or gotcha. Jake That's Ferguson, because right. Jake Ferguson That's got 12 receptions too. So it's either Michael Gallup or Jake Ferguson, but it all depends on the, the, the specifics of your question. Fair enough. Hey, you answered it the way you should. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks. Uh, we did win yesterday, so I don't I don't know what the energy is for everybody else, but I'm going to go ahead and celebrate this well. But uh, I'm going to highlight you, man. Thanks. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Brother L, man. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's get L. Gene on the horn. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We got eight callers. We're going to get through them. What's up, L. Gene? What's going on, Scott? How you doing, man? I'm good, but I can barely hear you. Okay, how about now? Can you hear me now? Better. Okay, I just wanted to just say that I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the, our quarterback throwing across his body getting the pick six, fumbling the ball. Wait a minute. That's not our quarterback. That was the Patriots quarterback. Our quarterback played a hell of a game. I don't know why people are complaining about him. Why? Like, trust me, you could be on, we could be on the other end of the quarterback spectrum seeing a whole different thing. So, I put that to rest. 38 to 3, and we got complaints? Come on now. Come on. Secondly, stole my thunder because I saw Neville Gallimore jump off my screen 
so many times, man. I, I didn't know who that was in the beginning. I, I just kept seeing him jump off the screen, and he was shooting the gap into the backfield, causing a lot of disruption, and that's good to see that he's coming to play. Um, third, I always wonder what's the deal with Mukamu. Why is Mukamu not playing? Then I look, number 30 making a tackle, slipping a block and making a tackle um, in the backfield. Uh, Thomas is playing, man. Thomas is playing. Yeah. Marquise Bell is playing. They they got something in those two guys, man. And those two undrafted rookies, they got <laughs> something. I, 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 I'm willing to say Wanye Thomas should be pushing uh, six for snaps because he's playing that well in my, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I don't have the all-22, so I can't watch the tape. But Donovan Wilson is starting to – you can tell he's got his feet, getting his feet back under him. But Wanye Thomas is playing, man. Uh, yeah, Donald I had a good play that know. helped you lead to that pick – or to that uh, sack fumble, though. Uh, it was, I think – I think it was Hankins who who made the running back spill back to the outside, and Donald was right there waiting right. for him and laid the hit. Next play, sack fumble. He also had the play where he just laid out Mac Jones. But uh, again, second game back for Donovan Wilson. You know, I, I don't I don't worry about Donald. I'm gonna be honest though. When Malik Hooker got the deal, I was I was a bit shocked because I thought that we we had an in-house replacement, and to me that looks like Wanye Thomas, but. But I don't think that's gonna be the case no more. So yeah, but but Wanye, man, we gotta find a way to get him on that field more often. He just has a different. He has an energy. Honestly, again, he reminds me of Dono, like a young Donovan Wilson. So yeah, absolutely. And to your point with Michael Gallup, I think <clears throat> uh, Keller Moore was using him wrong, and I think him running slants, um, passes that get him on the move. I think that was that, that's a little bit better. Uh, suited for him sure. until he gets, you know, his, his vertical, you know, his timing with the jump balls and things like that. But I think they're using the, this West Coast style of offense, the, the you know, the run the slants, the timing routes. I think that, that fits him well. And and you're going to need that going forward because he's going to be your – I think he's going to be your possession type of receiver. I mean, he is. So, that's That's been – nothing is different with Gallup. Nothing. Nothing's different. Under uh, under Kellen Moore, he had a thousand yard season, eight hundred yard season, six hundred yard season. I mean, it, it, he is who he is. You know, he's a guy that got about three routes in his bag, but he is a tough dude. When when he's mentally and physically all there, you get him the ball now. He he actually can do some things after the catch. He's a possession receiver. He catches the slants. He does the nine routes, and he catches physical. You know, fifty fifty. You know, not even just jump balls, but just fifty fifty balls. I, I don't think. I don't think necessarily this is a Kellen Moore or, or you know Mike McCarthy thing. I just think Michael Gallup is healthy, right? Like he's healthy mentally and physically. And when he was healthy mentally and physically with Kellen, he he put up a thousand one year, eight hundred another year, and was on his way to uh, to I think being an important piece in twenty twenty one until he tore his ACL. Absolutely. And my last point about this red zone, I really feel like. Uh... The problem with the red zone, I think they're pressing a little bit. I think that they're feeling the yeah, pressure yeah, I feel that, that they're too. getting down there and they're not they're not scoring. So they're pressing. They're not just running their game. They're not saying, okay, you know what, we're here at the three-yard line. We got three cracks to run behind Zach Martin and Terrence Steele. Like, I think you can get three yards if you run behind them three times. Uh, I put You can put Tony back there. You can put Deuce back there. Give me three times behind those guys, and I think they're gonna they're gonna win one of those three 
three matchups, they're going to win. I just think Mike McCarthy's pressing a little bit, and, and that'll come with time. we got to remember that this is a new offense, man. This is a new offense. And, and I'm not saying that it's new, but you got a new play caller. And to be number one in everything that they're number one in, and you got a new play caller, I think that they're doing pretty well, man. And, and we just got to be patient with that. Three and one is, is a great start in my mind. Um, you got San Francisco coming in for that defense. They better be sound in tackling, and they better be disciplined. You can't shoot gaps, and you can't just rush the quarterback like you did in Arizona because these are, this is not James Conner and Mark or the Wilson kid. You got some certified dogs that would take it, that hit that would hit their head on the goalpost if you make a mistake. Sky, I appreciate everything you do, man. And uh, Cowboy Nation, enjoy this win, and then Tuesday we'll be looking at the 49ers. God bless, brother. Uh, Tuesday, we looking at the film. Appreciate you. <laughs> Tuesdays, tape Tuesdays, baby. We're going to look at the film, see what went right, what went wrong, uh, what maybe we could use moving forward. But, yeah, I agree. I think there is a little bit of there's a little bit of pressing down there, 100%. But how else do you, you, you run into each other? You know, you get cute on third and ones. There's some pressing, 100%. It, it's so interesting. Uh, we, we talk about, like, identity and things like that. We have a clear identity between the 20s. Clear. Again, I think I said this to, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Illuminati group. Maybe it was it was individually one of them. But I was like, between the 20s, is crazy. it wasn't a group. I said, between the 20s, I don't know who's playing better. They're moving the ball at it with at ease. With ease, I should say. Once we get down there, though, I feel like we don't have that identity yet. They're searching for that. Um, and I think they'll find it. I do I do truly believe they will, but it's 100% something that uh, it is more of a, a pressing situation right now is the identity in the red zone. Got to find that. We got a lot of hitters here. Jack, Jack, what's up, man? Jack, Jack. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll see if Jack, Jack's on here later. Let's get Twine from Connecticut. What's good, Twine? Sky, what's good, baby? I don't know why these people complain. These people complaining about the way we play. We play excellent football, complimentary football. We play the great game, Sky. You hear me? I feel you, man. Thirty-eight-three. But you know, I'm. I'm. Look, but, been doing this for four years now. I'm, I'm. This ain't new. Yeah, it's like it's like, man. Like you can't you can't win with your own team, man. It's like we we played a perfect game. Damn near played a flawless game. If you're being honest, and we put up the most points on Bill Belichick. And then the last time Dak played Bill Belichick, he put up the most yards on him? Yes, sir. Uh, he, he, uh, two records now against Bill Belichick back-to-back mm-hmm. years, or so, back-to-back uh, matchup, sure. It, man, it was a great it was a great win as a whole. But as far as the buddy saying we need to give Lipke the ball more at the goal line, calling him Baby Michael Oslot, you're reaching. Yeah, that's been reaching. But we, de- <laughs> we, de- we definitely need better, better, better play calling. And – in the red zone. That's the only flaw, but we're we going to get that working. Besides that guy, it. I'm happy we won. I'm happy we won. I'm waiting to see what we really going to do against the Niners because that's the only game I've been waiting for, to be honest with you. That's, that's the only – and all, all these other games, I've been skipping past saying we're going to win. So that's, so that's honestly how I felt, except the, the Arizona game where they, they, they fucked us over. But besides that, man, I'm focused on, 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 next, on next Sunday. Yeah, on man. next Monday. Yeah, that's 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 the one. I, I think that one has potential to be uh, 
one of those kind of season turning type of game. If you win, I'm saying. If you win season turning type of games where it could it could launch you into the stratosphere. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely be approaching that game from all angles uh starting Wednesday for sure. Oh, and shout out to Tober. Shout out to Tober. I don't know if you brought him to the cookout, but shout yeah, he, out, shout we out went, to Yeah, we went on a walk with Tober. Yes, sir. All right, back. Good call, Scott. Good call. <laughs> Appreciate you. I had I had a thought, but well, I'm, I'm battling over here, man. I'm battling. My my bad, Twan. I did have something, uh, but but it slipped my mind. We'll see if I remember. Cowboy Mike, what's up, man? Hey, what's up with you, Scott Walker, man? I'm good, bro. How are you? Good win, bro. Good win, man. I'm. I mean, I got I got what I what I knew they were gonna oh, bring no, to the table. Uh, yeah, it's a regular thing with us. Seems like. Um, hey, but man, I want to give a salute to Zeke. Salute to Zeke, man. Appreciate you, man. The whole time they had that little, you know, that little tribute to him, a song kept going through my head that I hadn't heard in years. Yeah. It it goes like, uh, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. It's a boys to men song. Sure. It's an old school song, man, but. Man, I really, I really salute to Zeke, man. He did, he did a great job. But I only got two things, and I'm gonna get up out of here. The tight end, man, Ferguson. Ferguson, I agree with you. He need to stay on the field. Yeah, just stop playing. Just, just, just we don't yeah. need a tight end yeah, by, co- by committee. Jake Ferguson is your best all around tight end. Just let him work. And I think the plan was for Stevens to kind of get some shots, you know, those downfield shots that hinder shot and uh, the other guy just can't seem to bring in. I think the plan was he was going to beat out Peyton for sure. I don't know whether yeah. he was going to work within the offense, uh, especially early on, but he the plan was definitely, I think, for him to make this team. That's, that's the thing. And, I, man, and the Cubs is coming along. Wanye Thomas, even Deron Bland. Deron Bland got something, man. This guy could be special. I think uh, – do you think we still have Gilmore? You move Bland over to that side, and even Jordan Lewis is looking good. So the Cubs is looking good, man. I'm going to take everything off the air. But enjoy this win, Cowboys fans, because we – next week it's time to – we go into a real fight. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like we on, we back on, we back on schedule. We back on track. And uh, big ups to Mike McCarthy, man. Good, good, good game plan between the twenties. I think we just a little shook up in the red zone yeah, for whatever gotta, reason. Yeah, we got to find out. We got to find our groove down there for sure. But I, hey, I was thinking of this too. When we're in the red zone, as soon like a lot of times we're in the red zone and we're like on the nineteen or the eighteen. Sure. I feel like a lot of our red zone chances. Like we get right above that twenty, and then we itch to the forward to around the nine, and then we get into that second and you know goes from the. I mean, I feel like a lot of this red zone stuff can be misconstrued. You know, I mean, it, because it, we're it, way at, back there at the, the end zone. of the day. Shouts out to Stephen Jones. At the end of the day, you know, you you're getting so many shots here. You know, you you got to figure it out. There's really you got to figure it out. You're you're now what? How many shots we get here? Four. They're not. I don't know why they're not counting the the yeah. 
the uh, CD Lamb one. I'll count that one. So we'll say five. And they were two for five. And then last week there was four shots down there. That's nine opportunities, right? Nine opportunities, three touchdowns. You need a better need a better rate than that. You need to figure it out better than that. And I just don't think we're uh, we we have the same identity down there. I think they're trying to figure out an identity down there. But once they do, look out. Yeah. All right, Skywalker Field. I'm gonna get off here, man. Y'all have a good day again, Cowboy Nation. Enjoy, man. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I did I did swing over to the tape to see what they had to say this morning just because I wanted to see what they had to say. But Cowboy Nation, enjoy this win, right, man. Same stuff. Talk to y'all soon. Appreciate you. I can tell you. I ain't even seen nothing. I can tell you what they're saying. Well, last year, the Cowboys in the play. I felt like after every single game this year, I mean, I, except for the Cardinals, I ain't really, that's what they're saying. They don't care about what's happening this year. They keep going back to last year. So I bet you that's what they're talking about, especially with the Niners coming up. They don't, they don't, they don't care about this game. Um, so don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Zeke. Hey, man, I, I, we gave you your sins off. So call me heartless. Call me what you want. Actually, I'm I'm going to call it like how Zeke said. You know, they, they played the whole little thing, and Zeke was like, he said, were you emotional? He said, no. He said, my mind was focused on the game. Didn't care about none of that. Appreciate it, though. Right? But but I was focused on trying to get this dub. They were showing all that, and there's people in there, teary-eyed and all this stuff. Look, bro, I, they do this when his career is over. Cool. And you might get emotional, but Cowboys just got whooped last week. Give a damn about that damn that thing they did for Zeke. Say that Emmett Smith. I digress. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to sound too harsh, but I was like, let's shut this mother down. <laughs> That's all I cared about. And they did that, by the way. They did that. 2.2. One yards or whatever it is per carry, shut them down. Or well, you know, when, when Zeke's career comes to an end and they sign him to a one-year contract in Dallas, and we do the whole little thing, then yeah, sure, you know. But but on game day, I I, I totally did not care. Call me heartless. Call me what you want. That wasn't Emmett Smith that came back and played for you, and and he was fantastic during his career here. But we know with Emmett, Emmett's a different ball game, right? So it was like, hey, you know, let's shut him down and get this dub. Looking prime shape, average of 2.1 yards per carry. All right. <laughs> uh, Daryl from Fort Worth, not Dallas. What up? What's up, Skywalker? What's up? What's happening with you? Hey, a lot of uh, folks have stole my thunder, but one, I just want to mention a couple things that maybe wasn't hit on as much. We were talking about the red zone, and I just feel like it's like when a field goal kicker gets the yips, that's what they call it, when he's a quality kicker, but all of a sudden he can't hit nothing. And it's just because it's more in his head than in than in his ability. Got the yips so down there, down basically, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because even, even – and what made me really think about it was when – how many times have we seen Dak run into to a running back in his career? I don't like. Call that I've never happened. seen it. Yeah, right. But we do it there because I was looking at it. I said, "Oh, that was a touchdown right there." It was but a they touchdown. Run at each other. <laughs> it was a touchdown, my guy. Like yo, 
The whole lane, just sitting there. Like, yeah, he would have got hit by a linebacker, but it would have been an end zone by then. So it's like, what did Jerry call it? You got the yips, the yeeps, the yipes. We got the yipes down there. <laughs> then you get you get Luke Schoolmaker, who it hits you right in the hands, bro. I mean, you got a beautiful just touchdown. And he just yip, yip, yiped it and, and dropped it. Yeah, there's something going on down there. I, I think I'm rolling with that one, though, bro. Hey, Daryl, I think we got the yipes. <laughs> we got the yip, yip, yipes down there in that red zone, fam. I need to figure that shit out. Hey, but maybe maybe Hunter Lipke got the yip, the yipes out of those. You know what I mean? Hunter Lipke, at the end of that game, and this is what I love. I was saying this to, uh, I think it was Vach. I said, hey, bro, I don't give a damn 31-3. You need to go. You need to treat this drive. You need to methodically move down this field, get into the red zone, and and get a damn touchdown because you need to get this. Mm-hmm. You need to get this monkey off your back. And um, they finally, it all came together. And then Hunter just put his head down, cut back inside that wide lane, and said, "I'm scoring this touchdown and scored a touchdown." So, you know, maybe that maybe that'll be something moving forward. Uh, and look, sometimes some things are a blessing in disguise. I, I think. We all right. think, obviously, Hunter Lipke as a goal line short yardage guy. That's really his calling, um, and, and maybe they'll they'll use that more down there where they don't try to get cute because a lot of the stuff was cuteness. Third and one, why are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know, we're doing a reverse to a tight end. What are you doing? You know, running into each other. Like, what are we doing? Exactly, and you really touched on. That was the next thing I want to just amplify a little bit more about uh, Lipke because. You know, we think of a traditional fullback, you know, the Daryl Johnson kind of thing. But this guy, you know, he's big, but he got some nuanced moves to him. He ain't yeah. juking nobody. But <laughs> Yeah, he might not juke you in a sense of like, like you know, we see what Douglas did to, who was that? To Dono. Whoo, he put a crazy move on Dono early in the Oh, game. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's all pulled after that. <laughs> that was stupid crazy. He ain't going to do that to you. But I think what you saw on his – uh his bison film was that when he gets to the second level, he's got that quick hipness, right? He's, he's, he is fluid in his hips where, you know, he can move pretty well and, and still keep his, his, his balance and that power uh, at the second level. So, and even really at the line of scrimmage sometimes too. So yeah, I mean, in, in, in a goal I mean, that's line exactly what he did on. Yeah, that's exactly what he did on the touchdown. Cause he was, you know, going left and he see the hole to the right and he veers on to the right in there. Yeah. And so I, I think that he, we need to give him that and not just think like, okay, this is the only thing we want him to use and force him to use him in one way so, when he shows you he has the, the ability. Uh-huh. So here's why I said blessing in disguise, my bad. With the Rico situation, it, it, with Rico going down, I think they're going to have to utilize, unless they sign somebody, uh, utilize uh, Hunter Lipke more in that role down there. Right. Uh, so right. So maybe right. You know now maybe you could do more. Th- Here's where the whole Hunter Lipke running back thing makes sense. It didn't it don't make sense between right. the twenties, but it makes sense right, right. there because now what, what, what is it going to be a run? Is it going to be play action? Is he going to pass protect? Leak out? You know he he is a fullback body type, so maybe he, he it won't be you know always just running the ball right up the middle. Maybe it is a, you leak him out. Maybe he's just he's a wing back now, and you do a play out not play action, but you get him out on the boundary quickly. So there are some different things you can do. There are different variations of what you can do if he's the lead back down there as opposed to if you do it out in the 20s. 
Well, you really touched on where I wanted to go when I said what his expanded. It's not just the 20s, but really short yardage, period, point we've blank. We've been fine in short yardage. We've, we've been we've – been and he even converted a short yardage. See, it's not the short yardage that's giving the Cowboys problems. They they, they They have converted, I think, something like – and somebody correct me if I'm damn wrong here, but I think they've converted every single last opportunity the last two weeks in short yardage between the 20s. It's the goal line. When I say short yardage, y'all, I don't, I'm not talking about the goal line. I'm talking about outside of that. It's the goal yeah. line where we haven't really been converting since the second quarter of uh, week two. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. In closing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I'm looking down the road. I, I agree with the – we agree on the short uh, – on the goal line. But I'm also thinking down the road in short yardage to some degree. I'm thinking because um, I also think he can fake block and do the the and the pullback out the backfield like we used to do Johnson in a little bit. Some of those kind of he, plays that fall he did in line. against Arizona. Yeah. Caught a nine-yard reception yeah. for a touchdown pass out the backfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not saying he's going to be focal point down, at all. But those little those little points that you're like, God, oh, man, where did he come from? You know, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think he could uh, really expand in, into that area. And uh, on that, I'm also thinking. In closing, in man, closing. I love Tony. Okay. Uh, I also lo- love Tony Pollard, what he's been doing, but I think we're using a little more like Zeke hard yards up the middle than I prefer. I, I think we're missing the boundary plays that he used to run off tackles and those things. I don't think we're doing enough of that with, Zeke, with uh, Tony Pollard. And so we could I, be, I might be in a, in some of those things. I'm, I think I, mm-hmm. I I don't know what the the consensus not consensus, but I hear this thing about TP. I think he is handling this RB one situation so damn good. I, I I just don't get it that like there seems to be a a pushback on him. I think he's handling an RB one situation. Like I think we get this thought in our head that a guy like him. It's supposed to just be on the edge the whole damn game. Like, we have to understand, running backs have to do running back things between the tackles, too. And he's been one of the best running backs between the tackles in the league this year. Believe it or not. (laughs) Believe it or not, he has a ton of yards between the tackles. A couple, if not almost all of his big runs, are happening between the tackles, and he makes guys miss at the second level. I think he is handling running back duties. He is now four straight games where he's had a a 16-plus yard rush. Four straight games. And... You're not always going to pop off eight to ten to fifteen yard gains. You need to get three. You need to get four. You need. You know what I'm saying you need to get those those dirty yards, even if you are a Tony Pollard type back. And then eventually we'll get you off to the outside or whatnot. I thought they handled it well. Uh, this is a, a run defense that you weren't going to run the ball on just all day. That's why we came out and thankfully we passed the ball early downs, and you get in the second and third and shorts or don't even get the third down at all. I thought he was fine. Average over four yards per carry in this game. They monitored his usage. Once you got up 28-3, don't need to hand the ball to Tony Pollard a bunch. But over the first four weeks, Tony Pollard has done well in pass blocking. He's caught the ball well out the backfield, and he's ran the ball well. I have no complaints about Tony Pollard being the running back this year. None. Except for he ran into some. He ran into Dak at the end, in the red zone. That's about it, bro. <laughs> That's about it. No, I love TP. I just think we're, we're missing the off tackles with him. More, I, that's all I'm saying. We're not doing running the around the corners, the edges like with him, like we did before. That's all I think we're missing. 
I, I agree with everything I, that you said. He was running the ball up the middle before when Zeke was there and doing a heck of a job. Just, no I was just about, about to say, Daryl, I think we're forgetting, bro. He had big plays in the middle of this field, in the middle of the offense line last year. But, yeah, I, you know, I think we can incorporate a lot of our explosives on the edge. We did it against the Jets. We didn't do it last week. Uh, this week, again, I just think the game was over. I, that, that's why I think it's so weird. Like, the game, I don't think they're trying to show everything. And, yeah, I agree. You know, so maybe that's why we didn't see a whole. And Tony Pollard literally was pulled with a whole quarter and some change left. So, <laughs> all right, man. Yeah. Hey, take care of yourself. Get you some elderberry juice. This is the allergy season. Allergy season. Elderberry, yeah, I, take, take I, care. I, of you. I wish it was just allergies, bro. I know when it's allergies because I I got seasonal. I know what it. I know what happened, and I know why I'm sick. I just hate the fact that I am. <laughs> Appreciate you, Daryl. Okay, brother. Yeah. All right. Take care, man. Yeah, I'm blaming my wife's friend. Got me got day sick. Um, I I personally do want to sign a certain specific person. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I I, I don't know. Am I am I on an island here? Am I tripping that I think Tony Pollard has handled the RB one duties really well? Just curious. Hey, Camo, come on, man. I, I brought this up a while ago. I, I, I'll do it. But anyway, I, I, again, I think Tony Pollard has been a really good RB1, especially in, in this. All, I, I like the game plan. I do. I love the game plan this week. I think Coach saw what happened last week, right? We ran the ball early downs all the damn time. And he, we flipped it. We flipped the script. We threw the ball a little bit on first down. Actually, a lot of it on first down, early downs, and that helped move the chains. You know, again, between the 20s, this offense has been, I think, better than any offense in the entire National Football League. Between the 20s, consistent basis. It's getting down there in that red zone and having a better plan. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am A-OK with how he's handling this. Now, I, like I tweeted out last week, I would have liked, I would like to see Rico and Deuce and all these other guys get involved more because this is a long game. I always talk about that. This is a long game. We want to be able to get to uh, January. And that's why I thought, I think you saw him get 11 carries. You know, today, 11 carries, get your ass out of there in the third quarter. We we understand you're leading the league in touches after three weeks. That's not really what we want to do. So we get you out of there. Shouts out to the coaching staff for understanding that because he is an important part of, of the offense moving forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides running into, you know, Dak, I don't know what that was about. Jack Jack would say play his up too. Other than that, man, I think I think Tony's been fantastic this year as RB1. I I have I just don't have any complaints about him. You know, maybe, maybe about the usage. We don't want to have it as high, but him individually, I think he's playing really well. Speaking of Jack Jack, let's see if we got him back. Back. You. Oh, we got him. Here we go. What's up, man? What's up, Mike? What's good How with you? How you doing? I'm good, man. Oh, good, man. I had a beautiful trip this weekend. I went to go see my daughters in Indianapolis, man. It was beautiful. And then I got to watch my boy. Now, with all the pleasantries out of the way, guy. Permission to speak freely? Permission to speak freely. With all due damn disrespect, Cowboy fans, why y'all calling and complaining 
like we just ain't win 38-3, man. Why y'all trying to nitpick the loss? Y'all come in saying, oh, well, this, oh, well, that, but I'm glad we won. Come on, dog. Celebrate the victory. Stop trying to nitpick what you don't even need to nitpick. Well, we know we got, we got bread zone words, but we won 38-3. Come on, man. What are we doing? We ain't lose this game because we didn't score in the red zone. Our defense did what they had to do. That too for that too, that was efficient. Eighty percent. Come on, bro. What are we doing? He didn't hurt you. He kept the chains moving. He completed pass after pass. We really didn't get behind the chains. Minus a few miss a miscue, bro. But we looked good. I call I called this the uh, you and you and Bot show last week, and I said yeah. We, we took that on the chin. Yeah. But I feel sorry for New England. I feel sorry for New England. And what we go out and do, man? We went out and beat their ass, man. Yeah. We're calling them with all this misery and all this unhappy, oh, well, if we did this. Oh, man, Tony Pollard is, was, was one of the most huge running backs in the league up to this game, bro. He, needed a, he only needed to carry the ball 11 games. We monitor him. We watched him. Jack, Jack, I love the energy, man. Uh, glad you got a chance to see your daughters in Indianapolis. And uh, I'm with you, brother. Like, I, fandom hey, has changed, bro. What? That's all I'm going to say. Fandom has changed. Social media has changed the way the way we fan. Uh, I Never in my in my wildest dreams growing up or even as a, a young adult, what I think coming off a 38-3 victory, there's a, a loud minority of the, the fan base that is still uh, ticked off, annoyed. It's... It's special. Well, it's so like, why you can't just be happy? Like, why we got, like, you and, I'm, I'm going to use this, I'm going to use this analogy. You're in a relationship, right? And y'all have everything going good. She's doing everything you need her to do. You're doing everything she needs you to do. And you come home and she said her girlfriend just got cheated on. Now she's thinking you're doing the same thing that that guy was doing. That ain't got nothing to do. Just be happy. Let's do us. Let's be happy. Hey, Jack, Jack, I'm going to let you go because you, you, you're going in and out, but I appreciate you, big dog. You drive safe out there. All right, man. That's our guy with Mr. With All Due Disrespect. Yeah, yeah. They they after the game, yeah, I, didn't, I never really. And again, maybe like, like, you know, working from home, social media, like real life interactions, man. When you win like this, boy, you psh, come on, man. You couldn't tell me nothing at work. You kidding me? Couldn't tell me nothing, man. Uh, but I think with with social media, it's different now. Social media is like perfection or nothing, and and that's kind of changed the way we look at things. Um, one of my mantras is: I we talk about what is, take that data, and, and we try to you know project that moving forward, or uh, at, at least the good and the bad, or what have you. We talk about the good and the bad. We do. Right, but thirty-eight to three. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. We, look, we gonna get through the film tomorrow, and we gonna move forward to the Niners for sure. Right. That's why the title of this video or the thumbnail was "We Handle Business." You know what I'm saying we handle business for sure. 
but there is a weird tone. And like I say all the time, brother, I don't know what we need. Y'all know what we need. And, and, and it just is what it is. The problem is that can't be accomplished in October. And that's where the hypocrisy bugs the shit out of me. If the ultimate goal can't be accomplished in October, if the Cowboys getting these victories does nothing for you, then when they lose, it should do nothing for you either. For real. Like they're going to lose games. But the energy ain't the same. When they win and they beat the shit out of a team like this, I don't know. All right. But then why do it matter when they have a bad game? You know, it just don't make sense to me. The sky is falling. We lost to the Cardinals. Relax. That game happens. The Jets just pushed the, 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 the Chiefs to the brink. It's a good team. It's obviously a good team. You're going to go to the playoffs. You're going to beat some good teams. You're going to lose to some good teams. You're going to beat a bunch of bad teams. You might lose one or two to a bad team. It's a football. 17 games. Skies, these guys suck. Same old Cowboys. Next week. 24 hours later. 38-3. Ah, who cares? It's just a regular season. <laughs> Bro, I don't get it. We got a, there's a dude and shout out, shout out to you. I ain't going to say your name. I do not want to do this to you, but I just think this is hilarious to me. bro. Um, we know over time, we know over time. Cowboys just had a fantastic game. He just blew out the team. Dak Prescott goes to the podium. They asked Dak Prescott about the Niners. He's clearly annoyed about the question. The question was a dumb question. It is what it is, but he can't say that. He cannot, he cannot answer. He cannot not go to the podium or he'll get fined. Dak answers the question. Oh, you want to, you want to piss me off, don't you? Yeah, yeah we're, of course we're pissed off. We're beyond that point. You know, thank you though. Oh yeah, we're pissed off. Next. Somebody go on Twitter and say, oh man, you know what? I'm just tired of talking. Huh? I mean, he writes a whole paragraph. I'm tired of the talking. It's whatever, man. Just go out there and prove it to me. I don't even think y'all better than the Niners. Y'all not mentally tough. That's why I'm picking the Niners to win. I'm tired of the talking. They have to talk. They literally have to go to the podium and answer questions. Off of a 38-3 stopping, you go on Twitter. You get so bent out of shape to write a whole-ass paragraph because the player answered a question, by the way, which he was annoyed with. He didn't want to answer the question, but he has to. And that's what we're talking about. Brother L, what do we need? I'm sorry. I, I just, social media, it's a gift and a curse. It is single-handedly ruined fandom. Which is why I don't mind having the having the box that we have. I don't even want to be, I don't even want 30 million people watching me. That's kind of a lot. But I'd rather have this, this squad we got, man. Because a lot of us aren't caught up in the BS. But I digress. Obviously, that was something that y'all know how, how you know. Just doesn't make any sense. 808, what's up, man? 
Still, this is uh, Sunny. Sunny. Ah, Sunny from Hawaii. It's been a grip, bro. I don't know why I got you saved up in here. What's good, though, my ooze? Yeah, my bad, brother. Just uh, kind of been busy with work and uh, trials and tribulations, man. But it's good to hear your voice, man. See, you've been doing good on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you. How you feeling, man? I ain't talked to you since the season. What's on your mind? Uh, same old, same old. You mean just listen to all these Dallas fans and stuff. I don't know why I expected to come on the show and hear this victory Monday. And, uh, it sounds like we lost. <laughs> I'm listening to the show. I was like, did, did we lose? Did I watch an old game or something? Yeah, a game I never watched. I was like, look at it. I was like, yeah. we won 38-3. I get it. We can critique things. It's called cleaning up. It's it's, mm. it's part of the season. You don't win the Super Bowl in the, the first couple weeks of the season. You don't win the Super Bowl until the Super Bowl comes. And which calls it's it takes every single week cleaning up, doing all these different type of stuff. And I'm just all like, damn, it sounds like we lost. It sounds like the season's over already. Well, then you, then Sonny, you didn't want to be here last week. <laughs> Sonny, <laughs> boy, boy, when we lost last week, fam. It was like, I mean, should I even do any shows anymore? Do y'all even care? But, but nah, look. It is what it is. We I don't give you my spiel on that. But what's 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 on your mind from this game and, and, and what you got moving forward, Sonny? Uh, just a couple of cleanup things. The thing is, uh, one thing I noticed about the red zone and stuff is they get cute with it. And I always said, if you're going to try to get cute with it, you got to have the beauty to back it up. Like, you want to do all this I cute love stuff that. instead of I love that saying. Yeah. Say, say it one more again. I said it. I say, if you're going to get cute with it, you better have the beauty to back it up. Come on, man. I like that. Exactly. You're going to throw those fifty fifties and stuff like that on the times when you should be running the ball or just the, the quick check downs. Like, okay, well, you better catch the ball. I love – I love – okay, look, this is where I don't like to talk bad about people and somebody said, you, you, you put – I like to call him Yak Ferguson. Cause that's the yards after catch, man. He, yeah. he, he don't go down. So I say you put Yak Yak Ferguson where the scoop maker was, he catches that touchdown. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You got to find your bread and butter with the red zone. Yeah. And I think they're kind of trying to they're trying to experiment, and trying to get it together. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know, back when it was Tony Romo, it was the dead back shoulder, and uh, Demarco Murray up the middle and stuff. They're just trying to find them and stuff. I just think, like you said, they're getting a little too cute. Just put Jake Ferguson in there. You get your red zone looks, and then CD just needs to. I'm sorry, you that 88, so we're always going to talk about you in that upper echelon, man. It's understandable why you don't understand uh, catch some of these amazing passes, uh, but at the end of the day, I was like, ah, I got to ask that from you because you, you put up with those players, you know? Brother and that, I love the game, man. I was watching it, went to church after, I had a great day, expected to come over here and hear some great stuff. But other than that, defense did great. I don't know why yeah. I'm hearing all this Tony Pollard hate, man. I, I feel like I've no. been watching Tony Pollard. He's been doing just fine. No, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it hate. Uh, again, we. I think perfection, it seems, is the goal. That's what I'm kind of yeah. – I'm kind of just getting – when it comes to this season so far. Like, it's perfection if we don't attain that. Uh, I mean, perfection is a goal, right, all the time. And if you miss perfection, usually you you landed close to it. That was a damn good, you know, op. But not for everybody, apparently. But I do want to talk about the defense, though, in a second. So appreciate you, Sonny. 
well, you have a good day, brother. God bless, man. Thank you, brother. You as well. Let me let me bring this up. I meant to bring this up earlier, but I, I think it might have been Daryl who brought up the defense. Uh, my bad. I still got my. What I liked about the defense wasn't necessarily the gaudy stuff, like the, the fun stuff, the pick sixes and the fumbles and things like that. We're going to do that. Cowboys going to do that. Um, I think they were so much more in control this game, right? Now, again, totally different offense. I said this on Vacha's show, said it here, said it pregame show, night and day, which you're going to get from a uh, scheme standpoint from the Arizona Cardinals and the New England Patriots. However, it doesn't matter. Teams are still going to try you. You still have to be disciplined. And I felt like you saw these guys early downs maintaining the edges. Oof. <clears throat> maintaining the edges and uh, doing doing a lot better in that in that instance. So, uh, shouts out to the defense uh, for doing that. I felt like they played their gaps better. They weren't overshooting. Uh, the front, the defensive line, obviously was way better in this game in regards to their assignments. I don't think they were just jumping all these crazy gaps. Now, next week is a different story, right? But I do think you have a blueprint, and we'll get into that. You have a blueprint. Dan Quinn and Shanahan have matched up now back-to-back years, and the Cowboys have gotten better and better, so we'll see what happens. All right, we got two more. I got to get through these. 336, what's up? Yeah! <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on, I got you, bro. I got you, I got you, I got you. I got you. Do I got you? Yeah! <laughs> yeah! I, I've been saving that for a specific game, but I got you, bro. What's good with you? What's good, bro? I just want to talk about the defense. I hope you get better. Boy, we back, boy. You hear me? Come on, now. I'm glad we stopped doing stunts on run plays. If we do that, we good. The I defense agree. good. Fuck the red zone. Fuck the red zone. We won 38 to 3. I don't care. We, bro, we ain't even need to go to the red zone. We still could have won. They scored three points. They scored three points, bro. The defense scored two, right, I think. Yeah. We ain't even have to go to the red zone. Man, people be tripping. I don't get it. Are we Cowboy fans or, or, or are we Cowboy critics? Do we hold <clears> different teams? To a different pedestal. I mean, Will, they scored three points, brother. I three. You ain't got you preaching to the choir. I feel you, bro. Uh, they're they're again, like I said, every single last team in this league has something that they want to be better at. Whether you're undefeated, whether you're three or one, whether you you know whatever, right? There's something that you gotta be you want to be better at for sure. Uh, I I think the the phrase that I'm looking for is there is a certain portion of us that are just a glutton for punishment. Right, it just they just are, you know. It, we, we, they right. just they just they just walk them that, and it and it drive drives them. So, you know, that's that's the sector of the fan base that popped up after this blowout victory, which is crazy to me. But hey, it's all good. It's all good. But look, though, no, I ain't gonna hold you. This trills, by the way, I call in Vox show all the time. Is who? You know what I'm saying? This trills. This trills. Trill. I'm about to say you in here. Trills. Appreciate you, big dog. Trills. <laughs> Man, shout out to A to Z, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wobbling <laughs> out there. <laughs> I want that. I want to use this. I want to use that for next week. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be physical. It's going to be physical. So I, I want to use that for next week for sure. As long as we don't do stunts 
on run plays, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. But you have a blessed day, man. Get well. Appreciate you, Trills. Ah, oh, man. Really? I salute to y'all. Because I really want to get into it, too. Trust me, I do. I, that, that, that matchup is the marquee matchup. But we got a, we got a system we got to follow here, right? Reactions on Monday. We take a look at the film, seeing see who stood out uh, in that standpoint, and then we prep. But the prep is going to be so much fun for this matchup because I do think there are, there are things defensively to take away last year in that matchup, and I think there's things offensively this year that uh, we, we do better uh, to play against that particular style of defense. So, ah, it's the big one. It's definitely the big one, man. One more, and now we're going to get up out of here. 208, what it is, what it do? What up, big dog? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great. Uh, so, so first of all, I wanted to say, man, yesterday I was watching the game, and we were up 28-3, and the whole red zone woes situation came up. Greg Olson and whoever was talking about it. And Kevin the way I feel it. about the red zone, man, is that's just another analytical thing that people have been using to grade teams and rank teams. And I just think it's such an overblown analytical stat that it doesn't matter, in my opinion, when you get the W, it really don't matter where you get your damn points from. If you get, if you get 28 of your points from your defense and you win that game, who like it's not who cares how your offense performs. It's more of... Who cares where the points came from? You can fix where your offensive issues were later after that. You, just like they say, you can learn from a W more than you can learn from an L. Hmm. And that's, a, that's as, as true as – this is as true as it can get right now because I feel like if we're going to focus in on the red zone, the way you fix that is when you get in that red zone, you stop running horizontally, stop running these goddamn uh, zone stretch plays to the left and to the right, you run downhill. The quickest, the, the fastest way to point B from point A is straight. And I'm sorry, but this West Coast offense doesn't work that well in the red zone passing. You're going to have to run the football effectively from the 20 down, man. And that's just how I feel about the situation. As far as running back goes, Rico Dattle hurt his hip, homeboy. So, I mean, I know you are probably thinking linebacker is more of where we need to go as far as a free agent signing. And I, I kind of think I know who you're wanting them to go after when it comes to signing a linebacker. And I, I don't disagree with you on the player. Wait, wait, wait. wait. However, who, who is that, by the way? I don't even know who's out there available. I haven't. I think I was thinking you were thinking about. Uh, Oh, boy, that they had previously, Anthony Hitchens. Hitchens is still out there. Oh, I haven't even brought that man's name up. I I, I had no idea. No, 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 it wouldn't be him Yeah, I me. thought you was thinking about I thought you was thinking about a reunion with Hitchens or Jalen Smith, man. Like, oh, then you did. You can't, hey, brother, they, no, I know they you ain't, ain't I know you ain't. Uh, I know you ain't a fan of Jalen Smith, but at this point, they're that thin at linebacker, and you can't go back out there and get Jabril. You can't get Rillo. You can't go get. I mean, you uh, can't. If you wanted, way. you wanted to, you could. If if Brillo is still on a practice squad, you can you can grab him if you want to. But that's. Brillo's yeah. uh, not on Washington's active squad. Unless he got called up, I know he got signed to their practice squad when he got cut. So I mean, it's been four weeks though, so maybe he might have got called up. But if he did not get All right, called well, up, I then. Think- I thought he got called up uh, this game against Philly, but I may I may be wrong, bro, and I stand corrected. Yeah, I don't know. However, my what. 
what, that takes me to my next point quicker then. What I'm saying, what I was trying to allude to and get to is that I think that the, now with the Rico having that hip injury, it's going to open up a conversation for them bringing in a, a running back to be running back to be to deuce because I don't think that automatically promotes Lipke to running back th- to running back three because while Lipke has the ability to be a running back, I don't think that's who the the Cowboys want to have as our No, it'll it'll be Malik Davis that'll get the call up. Um he's on the practice squad right now, so he has I think he has all three of his call ups available. So they don't really gotta sign him to the roster just yet. So so they'll they'll initially Damn. bring up Malik. Um but but I like you said, I would kind of scour the, the waiver not the waiver wire, but the free agency market. For a potential guy as well, uh, depending on the severity of Rico's injury. If Rico's injury is severe, he's done for the season or something like that, or he's done for, you know, he's going on IR, I do think you need to bring in another back. Because I'm still of the belief, run this thing out like a stable, so by the time we get to the playoffs, you say, okay, Tony, three games, I do need 20, 25 touches. You know what I'm saying? Type situation. I hear you there. And just to give you – my insight on what you said about Tony Pollard handling RB1 duties, I feel like he's done a way better job than Zeke did in the last two years that he was here trying to be running back one. I mean, whenever we ran the ball on first down with him, Zeke would sputter for two, three yards. I mean, Tony's actually getting us three, four yards of carry. And he getting, he's, he's getting hidden yardage, too. You know, he, he, yeah. he, he gets hidden yardage, but that's neither here nor there. And old boy asked who the security blanket was as far as the wide receiver room goes at when, you know, the tight end or wide receiver one was covered. I honestly think, like you said, it is a situation shift there, but I honestly think that Dak has his security blanket in a trip trip set. It's probably more Jalen Tolbert than Michael Gallup. That's in my opinion. Because Jalen, I mean, if you watch Jalen Tolbert yesterday just with Cooper Rush in the 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 reps that he got with Cooper Rush, he caught each of his passes. His confidence is growing, and I honestly think this boy has finally got the concept of where he's supposed to be on the football field, no matter where he's lined up at the receiver position. Yeah, I love his. With that, I hope you have. I hope you have a blessed day still. Um, as far as my medical situation went, bro, it, it took a turn for the worst last week. Um, I'll fill you in. You invite you in later on, oh, on the show. Oh, that, brother. What's oh. going on? What's your name, man? Jamal, bro. Jamal. Yeah, I remember when you called yeah, in a while a, ago. Yeah, I called in, I think it was like three three weeks ago, and I talked to, I talked to y'all all the time on the VOP show. And this, you, you had given me your number to hit you up over here on the VOP show. And so I, that's why I hit you up three weeks ago. Huh. And uh, I'm, the one, I'm the one from the Greatness Podcast, brother. Okay. Yeah. Let fill us in. Fill us in on Vacha Show, man. I hope, I hope it. Is I will, bro, for sure. All right, man. Praise up, bro. Praise up. Love and grease. All right. Love, peace, and chicken grease, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie got a smile on his face, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, t- I'm just the growth of Tober. He was on a walk with us, man. Growth of Tober. I'm loving to see it. Uh, special teams, offensively, again, four targets, four receptions, like 53 yards, something like that. You see the springiness in his game. Um, if he's out there, I, you know, I, hey, there's something too. I do think that Dak trusts him, right? I do think he trusts him. Will he be out there? Like if you go into a three wide receiver set, will he be out there? You know, I, probably not, unless somebody's hurt or somebody needs a, a you know, some rest. But I, I think you are seeing him take that next step 
100%. Now, the next next step I would like to see is, again, we're not using Cooks downfield. That, that's strange to me. There was one complaint about between the 20s is I'd like to see them just say, hey, just book it, you know. And you don't even got to tell Cooks to just go run a nine. Like, he's so good running routes. You could tell him to do, like, a deep over or, you know, uh, a post corner, uh, uh, you know, seven route. Like you could you could have him do so many different things down the field. And maybe I'm being greedy. Maybe that's something they're building towards. Obviously, again, you get into these strange-ass game strips, game scripts where game's over second quarter so now we're not doing nothing so that that's the only thing i'm really looking for in between the 20s i want to see uh old boy brandon cooks get involved more down the field because he's catching everything underneath but i want to see him get more involved down the field all right let's get to these uh super chats and we get up out of here i'm gonna go get something to eat and watch some film let's see here miss tiana ellis yet super chat drop two it said this is sky's flu game appreciate you. uh we appreciate that sir thank you thank you thank you yeah, yesterday was even worse but yeah super chat towboat tie drop 10 said is it me or is mg look, looking more like your number two now and tober more utilized than cooks utilize i wouldn't say utilize he, he out there more cooks is out there more than tober he just getting the ball more actually cooks had four receptions believe it or not it's been four weeks, and we've seen better production from Tobert, MG, and Turpin. Yeah, uh, that's facts. Ty, I mean, they've had more production. Obviously, what's the name? Missed the first game. First, or the second game. First game, I thought he was really productive. Like I said, four, he caused four first downs, two penalties, two receptions. Uh, we're just not seeing him down the field. He had four receptions in this last game, talking about Brandon Cooks. So, again, just continue to get him involved. I'm not really going to complain too much about it because i think we're building with him and i'd rather have him in the stable figuring out how to use him than not having him at all we've been here before we we look we had the group we had last year right we had the group we had last year we didn't have that ability to build off top of it you've got a ton of ability in that wide receiver room we're just figuring the ways out how to use it we know how to use lamb we know what uh gallup is and we're figuring out how to use tober and, and cooks that's just that super chat JoJo dropped two. Ghosting deserves to be on a walk. Yeah. Two-point conversion. Super chat. We don't watch them 304 said, the only Dak throws to the right guy punching air. Is Ty here? Is Ty here? Yeah, it worked. Usually what happens during situations like this across the internets is though these people will fade to black and whenever the cowboys win or dak prescott throws an interception or he doesn't look good they'll come back out and you know the foul weather right we talk about that the foul weather fans we they love just a glutton for punishment he'd be here mr jad he dropped two i say that Super chat. He says, Scott, you see Dak's touchdown pass to the left side? <laughs> when I say everybody hit me up about this on Sunday, oh, it was hilarious. Super chat. Steven Clark. He says, Sky, I can already tell who you want, but correct me if I'm wrong. Leonard Fournette.
Yeah. I, hey, look, if this Rico Dottle injury is is, is serious, I brought up the fit earlier in the offseason. We had a good laugh about it, right? Everybody, I'm just saying. Leonard Fournette got brought in the middle of the season in, in 2020, ended up being an important part of their run. I'm not asking Leonard Fournette to be nothing more than a can you identify the blitz, pick it up, part of being a power back, and catch he could catch the ball at the backfield. I know he could do that. He did it real well with Tom. I think he'd be a good get. Veteran guy, won a Super Bowl ring. Um, I think he, he'd be a good complimentary piece. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that Leonard Fournette is changing anything. You know, I just think if you lose Rico, I think he can help replace Rico with Leonard Fournette. I know y'all hate Lenny. I, I get it. I get it. Fat boy Lenny and all the jokes and key keys. If he's in shape, yeah, I pick up the phone. If he ain't, I got to see if he in shape. You in shape? Come on in here for a try. Oh, he ain't in shape. Keep it moving. That's all. Don't kill me. I've seen them get picked up in the middle of a season before and help you out. That's all I'm saying. I've seen Philly do the same thing with Jay Ajayi and help him out. That's all I'm saying. Then Brother L drop one more. <clears throat> Where you at? Super chat. Brother L said money. He dropped five. He said money for Vix. Put some on your feet like mama said to do. I still don't get that. <laughs> Putting on your feet. Put it on your chest and you just be. They just be smother you in it. Yeah, Vix. Vix would definitely help. Ain't gonna get me over it, but it helped. Yeah. Jay Recruiter said trade for Zeke. Wouldn't that be some craziness? It makes no sense. But apparently it does, Nikki. Like apparently it does. Like I, I don't know. Alright. Good stuff today. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> Call Lenny Lacey 2.0. What well, part of Lacey? Late Lacey? early Lacey but I do think and we'll get some information here today uh I do think if the cow if if Rico goes down you do need to be you need to be able to fill that spot somewhere so whether it be with him whether it be somebody else we'll take a look at things but we'll know more about the whole Rico Dotto situation probably tomorrow or today we'll, we'll see the press conference today uh and then by the end of the week we'll definitely know what's goody all right I think it's a brown thing, Kevin. I just think it's a brown thing. <laughs> All right. Let me go ahead and press this button, man. I appreciate y'all for helping me get through. Hey, no, 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 no. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Now we can do it. I'll see y'all later. Volume 315-ish. Make sure y'all come back through. Fighting, pulling up. Game two. This is game one of the flu game. Game two is later. Um, and then we got Mo. He'll be on A to Z Sports Primetime later tonight as well. So we're pushing through this thing. A lot of good things to talk about. And tomorrow we hit the tape. I'll see y'all then. Peace.
Squad!